Welcome back to Soteria Prophetic Ministries with your host and teacher, Apostle Dr. Delisa Rogers. There is a word of encouragement and inspiration waiting for you. Subscribe to our podcast to receive notifications of new episodes and make sure to share this podcast with a friend. Now, without further ado, here's Delisa with your message for today. Grace and peace to you. This is Apostle Dr. Delisa. I'm going to talk to you for a little bit today about Elisha and the widow. It's going to be found in 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. I actually taught on this, I believe, in the beginning of this year. But I'm coming to you today from a different perspective in terms of why um, and why relationships, certain relationships are important. Well, all relationships are important, but they're there are certain relationships that carry weight um, that has uh, a value add to your life. And so when you are faced or you are graced, I should say, with um, those types of relationships, there is a responsibility that comes along with maintaining that relationship after it has been established. There comes a responsibility with um, strengthening that relationship and addressing issues that can present a possible threat to the deterioration or the premature death of that relationship. And so I'm gonna to talk to you a few minutes about that. This story is, um, covers a um, matter uh, that was very dear and pressing to this widow. She had, um, her husband had passed away and left the family in debt. And so as a result of him passing away without leaving provisions for his family to uh, survive or at least cover his expenses and his departure, the debtors decided to, uh, or they threatened to enslave uh, the widow's sons. And so she approached the prophet Elisha. And again, I'm, I'm just summarizing what's happening. Please um, feel free to, to take a look at it in your own devotion. Again, it's 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. Very short dialogue, but so meaty um, in terms of relationships. And, and if you've been listening to me through the podcast or following me, on um, the on in my ministry, I've been talking a lot this year about relationships, and it is something that God. It is a realm that God has been thrusting me into and impressing upon me to minister and teach and and, and equip the people of God. So the husband passes away. But there was a seed that he planted because we can look at it from a negative aspect and, and we can do that legally um, because he did. He left his family in dire straits. He left his family in debt. Uh, he left his family to defend matters that, you know, were unjust as far as they were concerned, because that was his debt. And but nevertheless, you know, it is what it is. And so he did not take uh, the, the, the proper measures to prepare his family or to protect his family from some of his own financial dealings. But one thing he did, because we can always capitalize on what someone does wrong, but there's one thing, if nothing else, that this prophet did, excuse me, this widow, well, he was, he was a prophet. He served under Elisha. And there was one thing that he did. And when the Holy Spirit revealed it to me, it just it blessed me. You all know how I am a student of the word and I love the word of God. But when the Lord revealed this truth to me, it just, it revolutionized my thinking and it helped me to put 
things in perspective with some of my relationships. Now, here's what this widow, the deceased, had done to preserve his, his family's legacy. He served his prophet. He was a prophet. The Bible regards him as one of the sons of the prophet. So he served in some capacity under the prophet Elisha. And it was because of that seed of service. A lot of times we hear seed sowing, seed sowing. And, and I understand, I, I know that it has been overused, overtaxed, exaggerated, and abused terribly. And so many people, you know, they sort of back away when they hear seed, sowing seed and, you know, you know, all that pertains to seed sowing. But I want to, I want to present something to you. I want to, I want to um, defend this case for the seed, whatever seed it is, but I, I want to defend the case for the seed, because in this, we find that even though this man of God had passed away, and even though he had left his family in debt, there was one thing that he did do, is he sowed the seed of service. Say that with me. He sowed the seed of service. Now, there could have been a variety of other seeds that he had sown. I'm sure there were, but we know emphatically that the seed of service to the prophet Elisha or his leader, let me put it like that, um, the seed of service to his leader was the breakthrough. It, it, let me say this, let me, let me back that up and say it right. The seed of service he sowed to his leader harvested the breakthrough his family needed that delivered them from destruction, from despair, from homelessness, from debt, from um, enslavement, bondage, you name it. You can take that as far as you want to take that. You're looking at perhaps having a generation cut off because of her sons, her only two sons are incarcerated. They're unable to marry, they're unable to procreate, and thereby lies the death of that man's legacy. So I want you, as you're listening for these next few moments of your precious time, of which I'm so grateful to you, but as you're listening, I want you to, I want you to stop and I want you to start, I want you to stop and then start um, an examination of some of your, these certain relationships. Not all of these relationships don't apply um, because relationships are seasonal and they're purpose-filled and some have, some are short-lived, some are, you know, have a relatively lengthy uh, period. And then there are others that are to death do you part. Uh, marriage and otherwise, family and things of that nature. But that, that seed of service that that man of God, that prophet sold to his leader, it harvested in the breakthrough his family needed. It was a seed of service. So the woman of God, the, the widow approaches Elisha. Now, let me say this too. Many times we find ourselves in a pinch, in a, in a position of need, in all of us from, you know, to a greater or lesser degree, we find ourselves in a need. And that doesn't necessarily mean financially. It can mean emotionally, behaviorally, spiritually, or um, relationally, whatever that thing is. And we find ourselves in a need, but because we have failed to uh, honor and preserve and maintain relationship, the people who should have been in place, those who God has destined to be in place to, to support us in that season are not there because the relationship had uh, been sabotaged or it died prematurely, it was not maintained. Anything you don't maintain is going to self-destruct 
you know. And so think about so many, and, and maybe you have had a season in your life. Maybe you know someone who is in a season of their life where they need certain people. I mean, as I'm speaking to you, the Holy Spirit is bringing people I know to mind who need help. And the help they need, and this is going to sound, this is going to be one of those hard truths. And many of you know that I like to say that this is going to be hard. So brace yourself because I've got to bring it to you. But I, I, I personally know people who need help and the pe those who are positioned to help them. And I truly believe God put them in position to help them. But instead of them being able to reach out and make connection with those destiny helpers, if you will, they've sabotaged the relationship through disrespect, dishonor, chaos, greed, you name it. What, you know, just, you can just go, uh, you can go up the road and down the corner, you know, <laughs> just examining different ways that we destroy relationships. We destroy relationships with our destiny helpers because of whatever offense, attitudes, bitterness, unresolved issues, you name it. That's why the Lord said, listen, before you come and present your gifts to me, why don't you leave them at the altar and go and reconcile? Jesus understood the power of these relationships with our destiny helpers, because we're offering, we're, we're, we're those of us that are you know, serving in corporate ministry, uh, you know, we're, we're bringing all types of offerings, right? We're bringing all administrative offerings, deacon offerings, usher offerings, pastoral aid offerings, ministry offerings. I mean, we're bringing all of these dance offerings, worship offerings. We're bringing all of these offering offerings of sacrifice unto the Lord. But the Lord said, leave them at the altar. In other words, leave them in a place of prayer. You, you need to approach these matters from a place of prayer. And he said, and remember, because the Holy Spirit is going to bring things to your remembrance. So as you are in the service <laughs> or in the action of, of, of conducting the service of your sacrifice or your offering or your seed sowing, the Holy Spirit is saying, hey, remember um, that situation with so-and-so is a hot mess, <laughs> you know? And the Lord is saying, before you do this, before you present this to me or on my behalf or whatever, why don't you go fix that? And then come back so that you can do, that, do this thing with a pure heart. So Jesus understood it. He taught us that technique. He gave us that skill set that as you, as you present these, again, the seed of service, the seed of service is what the Lord Jesus was talking about. And we see this also in 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. This prophet, the, the deceased, had sold the seed of service. And the woman, his wife, in, in a state of, of panic and dismay and uh, you name it, grief, certainly and surely grief stricken. But she was able to survive off the back of her husband's relationship with Elisha. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? I said, his wife in his departure, he's gone home to glory and he has left his family behind with debt and the debtors are threatening to come and take her sons. So now she's almost like how um, Naomi was without a husband and sons, same situation. And I have nothing and God sent uh, Ruth to be a support. But when you look at, and that's a whole nother relationship, maybe we'll come and talk about that another time. But when you look at how she was able to reconnect the relationship between the prophet Elisha and her husband. And she, she inserted herself and she literally rode on the back of that relationship. It 
that relationship was just that strong. So I want to pose a hypothetical question to you. Do you have, or, or let me say this, thank you, Holy Spirit. And God forbid, God forbid something happens. Do you have you, I'm trying to word this right, have you built uh, thriving relationships with your destiny helpers, whoever they may be? It may be a mechanic. It, may, it doesn't always have to be church related. I mean, we need to have kingdom siblings. Yes, praise God. But I'm talking maybe people in your community, the lady next door, the guy to tie your counter or what have you, you know, have we have, do we have any thriving relationships that if ever we needed something or if ever one of our children or one of our loved ones or friends needed something that the, the back bone, the spinal cord of that relationship was strong enough for you to say, Hey, I need a favor. And the person would say, sure. What do you need? But some of us, and I, I just want to be, I want to present this because we, we need to look at it both ways. Some of us, um, we have allowed spirits of sabotage and spirits of offense and all the works of the, of, of the flesh. I don't even have to describe that. You know what that looks like. Envy, manipulation, all of that, uh, disloyalty, betrayal. And we, we have allowed those, those tools of the enemy, those vices um, and those fiery darts of the enemy to sabotage some of our destiny helping relationships. And so when the time comes, because trust me, the time will come when you will need somebody the Lord Jesus on his way to Calvary stopped and asked, a young, I think it was a boy or a young man, or it was a gentleman. He said, can you untie the coat for I have need of thee? And he's on his way to glory. But there was a need. So even the Lord Jesus had a need. So don't ever say, I don't need anybody. I'm a, don't, ever, don't ever, ever, ever think that you were designed to live this life of faith by yourself. Jesus sent us out two by two. And that doesn't mean you can only have two people. It means he sent us out in partnership and in teams, collaborative relationships. That's what that means. And the Holy Spirit comes along and, and he equips us how to establish and maintain and, and uh, you know, thrive and, and, and benefit from these thriving relationships. So we have a responsibility as that prophet, that deceased prophet, he's gone, finished his labor or, or what have you, and his family is suffering. They're going through a very hard time. And obviously she had no one to turn to because she went to the prophet and, you know, she, she went to the prophet and he gave her, I'm coming to a close, the prophet Elisha gave her what she needed. And it wasn't money. It was a word of revelation. It was a word of activation. People of God, sometimes the help that we need, the breakthrough we need is locked in the jaws of our destiny helpers. Do you remember the time when Jesus had a debt? Peter, I think his <laughs> Jesus and Peter's bills were due. And Peter was a little stressed because come on, he's a businessman. And, and you know, I, myself as a serial entrepreneur, you you get concerned when there's not enough coming in to cover what what need, what's, what has to go out. And so Jesus picked up on that and he told Peter, he said, Peter, go down to the to the water and cast your net and catch the fish and take the coin out of the fish mouth and pay that bill, pay your taxes and mine. So Jesus didn't have the money, but Jesus had the power of activation in his tongue. He had the power of revelation. He had the power of instruction and um, direction and guidance. 
He had the, he had, listen, he had the spirit of counsel in his mouth. And so I want you, as you walk away from this message, this little podcast today, I want you to walk away with a time of um, introspection where you look at some of your relationships. Now, some of them, it's, it will take the power of God because maybe they have, they have, it has been, um, it, it has suffered so much damage to where you're going to need to hear a word from God to show you how to fix it. If, if it can be some things we have to take to our graves, but in terms of those relationships that God did join together, and we're not just talking about marriage. That scripture is not solely pertaining to marriage for what God has joined together. Let not man separate. And when he says, let not man, you know, that's, he has given man the ability and the empowerment to not separate. In other words, it is in your power to keep it. He said, don't you let it separate. Don't you let it break. Don't you let it uh, be uh, uh, destroyed. So he, with that, the one, the relate, the destiny of relationships that God has, has ordained for you and people that God has destined, you do have the empowerment to keep it. The, the fact of the matter or where the rubber hits the road is, do you want to put in that work? The widow had to approach this prophet in a spirit of humility. Some of us are too prideful to ask for help. If that woman had been, if the spirit of pride was operating in her life, she would have died a lonely, brokenhearted widow, for real, for real. Her sons would have been in prison and that would have been the end of her husband's legacy. That would have been it of her legacy. But she humbled herself and she remembered the service that her husband served. She remembered the seed of service. And she approached the prophet and she said, remember, let me see if I can read it to you quickly. She said, uh, she said, your servant, my husband is dead and you know that he feared the Lord. So she was able to recall the acts of kindness and acts of service that her husband performed to the prophet. And as a result, as a result of that relationship that her husband had formed with the prophet that was in, listen, good standing in financial terms, good credit. We're not talking 400, we're talking 700 on up, good credit. He had a good name. He had a good relationship established. And so when she approached him and she said, I'm coming in my husband's name, he served you. You know that he loved the Lord. And as a result, Elisha was obligated. Do you hear what I'm saying? There are people and I'm going to, here's another hard truth. So let's, let's just brace ourselves. But there are people who are bitter with people because they felt they had a need, but the person was not obligated. They were not obligated to supply that need. I'll give you a biblical example. When Samuel approached Saul, and I believe I talked about, well, I don't know. I talked, I talk a lot. Um, when Samuel confronted Saul about the sin of incompletion. Uh, Saul denied it. And then, you know, he misplaced blame in the whole nine yards. There was a, when God instructed Samuel to walk away, you're done. He, 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 you're done with Saul. Okay. And there was a time in Saul's life after he sabotaged that relationship with Samuel, Samuel was Saul's destiny helper, but Saul uh, sabotaged, he, he killed it. 
He murdered that relationship through dishonor and disrespect and disobedience. And so Samuel walked away. He's on his way to anoint the next king, which was King David. But there became a time in Saul's life when he, he listen, he still needed to eat the fruit from that relationship tree. And that relationship tree was like the fig tree. It no longer exists to feed you. I'm not saying that's the case in Jesus, but I'm just saying it was a tree that produced no fruit. It was still a tree, but it's not a tree that you can eat from. And so in the case with, with uh, well, in Jesus' case, let me just finish that in Revelation because I don't want to, well, what does that mean? What she said? What I'm saying is if you look at that um, fig tree in, 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 in the spiritual sense of being a relationship, Jesus expected, why? Because he was there from the beginning. He put the seed in the ground. He knew exactly when that fig tree should have been bearing fruit. That's why he went to the fig tree because he expected fruit. Jesus went to the fig tree with an expectation. And so when that expect expectation was not met, Jesus cursed it. In other words, when Jesus, in terms of that fig tree being a relationship and Jesus sold into that relationship. When Jesus had a need, he went back to that seed, but the seed, it, the, uh, the tree was unable to produce. It had abandoned its purpose, even though it yet still existed. And that's a sad truth. There are people that have abandoned their purposes, but they're still around. And they serve no purpose whatsoever. I'm sorry, a few people came to mind when I said that, but they're still there, but they don't, they, they, they're unable to serve purpose. They have a they they have abandoned their purpose and are unable to serve in their purpose, but they're still there. And that's why Jesus was upset. You should be bearing fruit, right? You should be bearing it is time to bear fruit. Why don't why why is there no fruit? So he cursed it. You've abandoned your purpose. Therefore, I'm going to cancel the assignment. There's no need for you to keep it. I'll abandon you and I'll cut you down and I'll replant another tree that does understand what they're supposed to do. That at the appointed season, when you're supposed to break, break forth and burst forth, then that's what you're supposed to do. So in the case of Saul and Samuel, Samuel, the Lord releases uh, Samuel from the assignment with Saul, but yet Saul has a need. He needs instructions. He needs to know what to do. And what does he do? He reaches out for Saul, Samuel. Samuel is no longer, listen, uh, no longer gives him earplay because he's released. He, he, the Lord released Samuel from that obligation. And there are people, I'm trying to come back to my thought. I had to take a rabbit trail for a minute, but coming back to my thought, there are people like Saul who are still reaching for those that they have dishonored, dis uh discouraged <laughs> they have discouraged and disappointed and dishonored and they're still reaching trying to eat fruit from that tree okay so i kind of gave you two illustrations of what that looked like the one that should have had fruit and then the one that the fruit is no longer yours you're not you're forbidden this is forbidden to you and so god would not allow saul to any longer eat fruit eat fruit from the samuel tree and so when saul needed a word Samuel was no longer available. Samuel was not obligated. And so what did Saul end up doing? Consulting a witch. Don't we see that a lot? We, we, we have failed to maintain those relationships, those destiny helping relationships. We failed to maintain them by whatever, for you know, however we did that, we failed to maintain them. But yet the season comes, the season will still come. You can't change a season. The season will still come where the need for that person in your life will show up. It will manifest. But because you have allowed that relationship to, to um, self-destruct, 
then or wither or whatever, then it no longer bears the fruit that you need because you didn't maintain it. And so Samuel went on. Now he's serving David. David is serving Samuel. And Samuel's going on to establish the schools of prophets. He no longer has to feed Saul. So when you think about relationships and you think about your destiny helpers, and when you look at what's happening between the widow and the prophet Elisha, Elisha had to feed uh, the widow instruction, guidance, counsel, insight. He was obligated by virtue of her husband's relationship. Her husband established a relationship. He maintained a relationship. He sowed that service seed. And so when that, when the time came for the woman, the, his, uh, the, the widow, when the trouble harvested in her life, she needed a word. And that prophet honored the work that her husband put in. He gave her the word, and you all know the story, beautiful uh, ending to her story. He gave her the word, this, this woman created an, an uh, empire and an enterprise in her home with just her and her sons. And it was a result, even though her husband left her in debt. But one thing he did do, he did uh, maintain the rela a relationship with his leader, with his prophet. And that was what carried his family through. So that's been, um, I'm sure that was probably kind of chunky and chewy, <laughs> depending on where you are in your life right now. That was probably not the most easiest word to digest. And I'm sure some of you are like, okay, you got a whole lot of thoughts going on in your mind and you're trying to listen to me and the Holy Spirit is talking and uh, memories is, are flooding back to your mind. But if you don't remember anything, um, but I, I want you to think about the power of sowing the seed of service. And I want you to think about the power of, um, or the grace to maintain relationships. There are some relationships that God will cut off. We know that. Um, but then there's some relationships that we, we cut, we, we kill them. Uh, we, we, we do the damage to the relationships, but listen to me. And this is what I found out to be true. When God puts a certain people or person in your life, it's because there is going to be a need for them in your life. God does nothing for nothing. Everything the Lord does is purpose-filled. So if he has brought someone into your life, there is a reason. And so you have a, you and I, we have a responsibility to maintain that relationship. And I'm not saying maintain it so you can get what you need out of it. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying that there is a responsibility to maintain that relationship. When Mary uh, broke the news to Joseph that she was pregnant and Joseph decided the Bible says to put her away privately or secretly, right? He still respected her, but he just could not understand what was going on. I totally get it, right? And he sought to abandon her. He sought to put away the relationship and the Lord visited him and said, go back, go back and fix that relationship because you are her destiny helper and she is yours. There's a mutual thing happening there. Same thing with Elisha. Elisha benefited from the widow husband's service. So now she needs something from you. This all works together. So that's all that I have for you today, people of God. I pray that you have um, been enlightened and inspired and motivated and challenged, right? Challenges help us grow. So I hope that you, I pray that you've been challenged by the word today and that you've received something um, from the Holy Spirit that can maybe be the, um, the fire starter that you, may, you might need. There may be some things that the Lord has been speaking to you about and 
he's saying, you know, I really need you to reach out and fix it. I really need you to kind of make amends. I, I need you to go back and, you know, and, and so maybe this message is that catalyst for you, the catalyst for change, because maybe you're coming into a season of your life where you were going to need that person to a greater or lesser degree. And maybe the Lord is saying, bringing this word to you today so that you can go ahead and put that work in. You can put that work in because he, he's gracing you right now. He's gracing you as you're listening and as you're pondering and as you're meditating, the Holy Spirit is downloading to you strategy and insight. He's given you what to say because some of you are saying, well, woman of God, it's been so long or so much has happened. Oh, I did say that. Oh, I did do that. You know, I was upset. And listen, I'm not here to judge you, uh, my brother, my sister. I'm just saying we're human. You know, we are human and we do say things and we do do things. But you know what? God is such an awesome God that he, he you know, many say he's a God of a second chance. I don't really like that term because he's not limited to that second chance. But what I will say is that you don't have to worry about what to say because the word of God says in the self-same hour, God will word your mouth and give you the words to say. So here you are, you formed a whole dialogue in your brain, especially the overthinkers among us. You formed a whole conversation. Well, well I'm going to say this. And then if they say that, I'm going to say this. And the Lord was like, well, when you get done, why don't you let me know when you're done? Just, just come back when you, when you get done having that whole conversation piece. But what I'm saying to you is that the Holy Spirit knows this need that you have, even the need to restore or reconnect or reconcile. The Holy Spirit is already present. You don't have to go and search for that. This message is activating that for you right now. And you're going to, when that time comes and when that, that, that Kairos moment for you appears, you will have this, the, the, the equipping and the equipment that you need to, 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 to do this whatever it is that God is requiring you, you're going to have what you need to do to get it done. Okay. So don't worry about that. Don't be anxious about it. Well, Lord, what do I do when I don't worry about that? There's, the only thing God wants you to do right now is sit still and listen. <laughs> That's what, don't run and jump and dial and text and post. Just sit still and be quiet. The Lord told me today, he said, the strategy that my people need for this next season is in my presence. And you are in his presence right now. As I'm speaking to you by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, you are in the presence of God. And so he's activating insight. He's activating wisdom. And he's also deactivating fear. He's deactivating cowardice. He's deactivating anxiety. And God has given you what you need. When the time comes, and trust me, the time is going to come for you. It's going to come. Because for the purpose by which God designed those destiny helper relationships for you and you're willing now to partner with God to do the work to maintain it God is going to get that work done through you and with you and for you so don't don't worry don't fret over how when what are they going to say don't fret be in position be yielded be humble and be obedient and God will perform a miracle there are going to be some relationship miracles that will take place and you will say to yourself, I didn't even know it could be like this again. I thought it was over. I thought that was the, we would never have those good times again. I didn't think this could be, you know, a thing. And it can, because with God, all things are possible. All right. 
well, I know you've been blessed by this word because I have been blessed by this word. And I'm not only teaching it and sharing it with you, but I'm also applying it in my life as well. So I want you to be a blessing to my ministry. The My cash app, our ministry cash app is TLC Charlotte. Again, the cash app is TLC Charlotte, or you can visit our ministry website, www.tlcor.org and love on my ministry. Amen. Love on the ministry. And um, if you're unable to do so in a seed of, of finance, then in a seed of prayer, would you lift us up? Would you pray for us? We've got some major projects coming up. And we're asking God to um, release the, re we know the resources are there. We're not searching for them, but we're asking for the release. Um, and we're asking for um, the people resources, the money resources, and the material resources. So please be in prayer with us along those lines. And I would be forever grateful. Well, this has been Apostle Dr. Delisa, and I have I always enjoy sharing the word of God with you. I need you to share this with someone because relationships are important. They're the fabric and backbone of our society. So I need you to share this message with someone who you know could use some of the insight that we shared here today. All right. And until next time, be safe, be blessed, and know that the Lord is working all things for your good and in your favor. Amen. God bless.